might have heard that the Talica boys were gonna play some heavy shit tonight. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck, and this is another episode of Metal Tales from the Road. And on the phone from Canada, we have our good friend and longtime listener, Alan Fadel. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing great. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's just me here at HQ1 by, by myself, by my lonesome. But uh, yeah, man, we are uh, very appreciative of you taking the time out of your day up in Canada to uh, talk about some Metallica, talk about Saskatoon, and... Uh, a little bit of your story. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. And of course, we can't thank you enough for uh, supporting the show, listening every week. Um, man, it's pretty awesome. So you've you've pretty much been listening to the show s- since the first month. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I was doing renovations of my wife's business, and I'd been listening to the albums, like, right. straight from, like, I'm like, I'm just going to listen to each album straight through. I haven't done that in a while. And then I blasted through all the albums. And uh, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I need to find something else to listen to. I, I listened to some podcasts. I'm like, I wonder if there's any Metallica stuff. And boom, I fell on your podcast. <laughs> and it was awesome. It just, uh, there was, yeah, the first three or four episodes were out, I think you dropped. Yeah. And uh, just listened to them straight through. And I've been listening ever since. It's such a, a great show. It's so nice to you know, just have the community and feel like there's other people out there that are as crazy as me about Metallica. I know it's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of those things like, you know, we've talked about it on the show a bunch where, where, where Clint and I, our friendship started over Metallica and we didn't quite realize we knew the Metallica obviously had a lot of fans, but we didn't yeah. quite realize like the actual community within that fandom and yes. we've I'm, we're, we're continuing to see it more and more every day through emails, through uh, uh, social media, and especially when we've gone, we went to the shows last year, and in, you know, even just the amount of people that are emailing us and talking to us, or, or the people that are planning on coming to our uh, anniversary slash pre party for the Metallic show in Nashville, it's crazy. Like we've we've even made all sorts of new friends through this band. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is insane, man. But. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, let's do a quick little background on you, man. Um, okay. So, so Alan was was very kind enough to send me some notes about himself, the, uh, all the shows he's seen, this and that. Um, but you said uh, you you got on the ride uh, at a pretty early age. Uh, yeah, um, thirteen uh, back in '88, just uh, Justice era. Kind yeah. Of into Black Album. There, my one of my friends um, at the time. His he had two older sisters that were like big into metal. Yeah. And so we'd hang out at his house. He was the like the kid with the long hair, one of the only kids that with long hair at my elementary school. Well, so. and let's be honest, and, dude, you're thirteen years old and you're hanging out with your buddy who has two older sisters who are into metal. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> no, <it laughs> when you're, was awesome. When you're thirteen years old, like an older metal chick, you're like, Oh, I'm not I'm not worthy. <laughs> absolutely no they were really cool and i don't know if they lent him tapes or if he swiped them or what but we'd be listening to them all the time and uh, and that's how i kind of jumped on the ride there yeah 
Yeah, I mean, was it similar, like, in my experience, was it for you, like, uh, when you first heard whatever you heard first from the band, was it one of those things where you're like, holy shit, I've never heard anything like this? Yeah, I think it was, like, I heard the Eye of the Beholder single, I think was one of the first things, and that was amazing, and then, actually, weirdly, I'm very into covers, Okay, and... uh, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I heard the uh, the 598 EP. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this band's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh, you, none of them were their songs. You thought but... it was all originals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, you know, in, in, in somewhat similar fashion, when I heard that, there were a couple songs in there that I had never heard before, and I, so I thought they were originals. But that was the kind of stuff that Metallica did that actually turned me on to those kind of bands. Like like Metallica is the reason I like the Misfits. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I, I think it's a, a really cool thing to have a band like Metallica that has that kind of power that they can just throw out something that's a big inf- influence for them and in turn turn all their fans on to all sorts of new music. Yeah, I know. That's very true. Man, that's so cool, dude. Um, another thing I want to point out that you uh, that you sent, you sent me... Uh, is a little something. Let's get a little romantic here for a second. Let's talk about your wife. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you went ahead and, and let me know that, you know, you you have a wife named April who's a great yes. Metallica wife. She comes to shows with you, <laughs> listens to you talk about Metallica, wears Metallica shirts around the house. That's amazing. Yeah. Like my wife, <laughs> like she, she's probably down with like the unforgiven and nothing else matters, but she doesn't really like metal at all. And that's totally cool. But, uh, <laughs> sounds like you got a pretty supportive wife. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Part of uh, this trip, actually, the show was on the Saturday, and our anniversary was on our fourth wedding anniversary. We've been together 10 years now. Awesome. Took, and uh, so we went up early, and we uh, went out for dinner and all kinds of stuff the night before. So it was kind of part of our anniversary trip was the Metallica show. Dude, And uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, happy yeah. An- happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> And and one last thing I'll, I want to point out to our listeners yeah. that, that that definitely got me laughing here. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. Is you, you mentioned a funny story about your wife borrowing your car and, and it wouldn't stop playing Metallica no matter what input she selected. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. So uh, normally she's got her own car, but she was uh, going on a camping trip with her friends, so she took my truck that uh, she could haul the camper with. And so they're off, and I get a phone call at work, and she's like how do I stop this Metallica? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, just hit another button. And so I had the uh, hardwired CD in cause it was last year when the CD had just come out. Right. So the CD player played that there's a little like built in jukebox thing that you can download music to in the, <laughs> in the car. And that's just full of Metallica. There you go. And then uh, I had a USB drive plugged in from when I was loading up the music and I never, took it out of there so that was three inputs and then the hardwired had just come out so they were playing it on the radio constantly Amazing. so like any input she picked it just would not stop playing the you, you just you and made sure pretty annoyed. you made sure that when she borrowed the car there was no way that she could listen to anything else but metallica it was a foolproof plan that worked absolutely that's amazing that was the one time she actually got mad at me about metallica probably the only time well yeah um her her first show actually uh we went i took her to edmonton 
she uh, she was like a black album girl kind of thing, you know, got into it there yeah. a little bit and really liked that album. But then I took her to see them in Edmonton when they were filming the 3D movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yeah. And it was just blew her mind, you know, like it was the most amazing stage show, you know, giant arena show covered the whole thing. Well, you guys have seen the movie, obviously, yeah, yeah. but of course, you know, such a crazy stage show with all, you know, electric chair and the lightning and i mean everything. god so, what a what a great first show to see oh yeah that's amazing i mean my first show was on the death magnetic tour which was still very cool with the coffins and stuff but yeah i mean the through the never filming that would have been a, a what a treat to see that man yeah no it was amazing so you, then uh sorry go ahead oh no you know you go ahead <laughs> uh no i was just saying yeah and then uh I convinced her to come to Vegas. We went to Vegas. I'm like, I don't know when we're ever going to be able to see them again because they were kind of on hiatus. There, right, yeah. You know? and so I'm like, oh, let's go to Vegas. Let's do it. So we got a couple of friends together, my best friend Phil and his lady and Jess, and we shot down to Vegas and uh, saw them at the Rock in Rio USA, the one and only time there was a Rock in right. Rio USA. I know, man. That's crazy. <laughs> man, yeah, that's, that's, that's so awesome. Um, so... We're going to run through a couple quick more little facts about Alan here. Metalla yeah. facts about Alan. Alan has seen a six shows in total. Uh, am I correct that Saskatoon was your sixth? That is correct. Yeah. Okay, six uh, six shows total. His favorite album is Master of Puppets. His favorite song is Blacken. His favorite member is Lars Ulrich. Um, yes. So let's, uh, you know, real quick, before we get into Saskatoon, I want to ask you one more thing about your the, the second Edmonton show you saw at Commonwealth Stadium. This is yeah. obviously during the, the Hardwired Tour. Yeah. You made a note here that you won snake pit, snake pit passes. Yes, absolutely. I I actually wanted to yeah comment about that before we got into the show that I just saw here. Was um, I got we got really lucky for the last two shows. So like you say, I won snake pit, which was amazing. You went to snake pit right on the last tour there. I didn't. Clint did in St. Louis. Oh, Clint. Did. Yeah. Right. Yes, it was absolutely amazing experience. Uh, my wife got to touch uh, Kirk's leg, and she got in trouble from the security guard. Whoa. I got she's punk rock I got man. Fist bumped by James. Like, oh, I, it was just the most amazing thing. What a memorable night, and, man! Yeah, it was crazy. And actually, got lucky the sh before that on the beginning of the tour, put my name in, and we won. Uh, my friend Phil and I went to see them in Toronto. At the Opera House, nine hundred people. In a yeah, club. man, I remember that show, and I, I saw your note on that too. I was going to bring that up. That what is? I mean, what a unique it experience. Yes, we sat out there all day. You know, from like I think it was around eleven, twelve o'clock. We got there and waited in line, and uh, yeah, we were second from the rail in front of James's mic. And oh it was man, mental. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, that's that's going to be something <laughs> you, you you will you and Phil will definitely never forget. Yes, absolutely. Well, man, so now that our listeners have a good idea of who Alan is and uh, his, his history with Metallica when he got into him, stories of his lovely lovely wife, April, let's get into the Saskatoon show, shall we? Sure. Let me get my notes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, see? Look how prepared Alan is, man. He, it's like it's like he's you know studying for an exam, man. When you come on Mel Up Your Podcast, it's like the finals. 
That's right. <laughs> you got to be ready. I got the set list in front of me too here, so uh, we can okay. we, everyone can follow along here. So sure. maybe uh, kind of walk us through the vibe, like uh, how early did you get there? Was, was it, do you some tail, yeah. tailgating? Um, kind of uh, talk us about to us about like kind of leading up to getting into the building. Sure. Yeah. So, um, like I said, my wife and I came up a day early, so I, I had booked two uh, hotel rooms. There was seven of us total that came up. We're from Regina, which is about two and a half hours away okay. from Saskatoon. So, yeah, there was uh, me and my wife, April, and then my buddy, Phil, again, and Jess. And then we had three newcomers with us. Um, my stepfather, Kent. Ooh. And then, uh, yeah. And then, awesome. Uh, about buddy, Sean, and then one of my wife's friends, Jill. And they were all uh, first-timer Metallica shows. So that was pretty cool Man, to you bring had, them. You, yeah, you had a crew. Yeah, we had a crew. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of tailgating, having some uh, some drinks at the hotel. We uh, got a hotel right beside the stadium, so we could uh, the arena, so we could just walk straight over uh, there. So that was really nice. We call that stumbling and stumbling distance. Stumbling distance. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we headed over around 6. The doors opened at 6. Actually, I think we had around 6.30. It was raining. So we kind of quickly trotted through the rain. Um, the line was pretty quick, actually. At first, I thought it was a mess, and they but they had it set up fairly good and double security and checked yeah. the ticket, and then another guy checked you over. And, and this, they did that in the parking lot, not at the doors, which was kind of cool because they kind of had a wider space and could oh, move okay. people through quickly. Yeah, it sounds like it, that, that would be the case. That's awesome. Yeah, and then we got inside, and it was crazy. Like it was so packed. Like right off the there. bat, it was just like energy, oh, energy oh, yeah. level was you way could up. Hardly there. move, hardly move. Everyone's trying to move around to their seats, and just it was just packed. Trying people trying to get beer and merch, and yeah, it was quite overwhelming. So, so where uh, where were your seats at? Um, so we uh, all separately got ours through the fan club there. So uh, I got ninth row um, up from the uh, from the ice ice how canadian um <laughs> from the stadium floor yeah and uh then my other friends were exactly directly opposite uh again ninth row um and then the guys who got the tickets latest the newcomers he was worried he wasn't getting tickets he's hitting the button he's hitting the button sorry no tickets sorry no tickets they ended up with third row Ooh, nice yeah so that was awesome for them and uh yeah they were uh go on the floor because we had uh, the wives and sometimes i think people still feel like the floor is like what you see when you're watching you know like uh, seattle 98 and stuff and oh yeah yeah 89 it's, for sure yeah. yeah sorry 89 yeah just yeah i mean the that's, craziness but it's not they don't pack them in like they used to there's room to move around and there was a few mosh pits and stuff but it was but not let, too but crazy let's be honest here a, a lot of us are getting older uh, yes. we've been in a Metallica for a long time. The pit looks kind of fun for a second. And you're like, man, it's been a while since I've ran in a circle pit and like elbowed some fool in the face. Then you think about how you're going to yeah. feel the next day. Then you're like, nah, I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. I mean, compared to, uh, the, the stadium show that was just so huge with the screens and all that stuff, it was, uh, it was, you know, more intimate and, and tighter and you could, you know, you could really feel like everyone, well, they do it in the round, right? And, right. And yeah. That's, I think, really nice 
no one's really super far away in an arena. You're always every seat's not not a bad seat. Right? Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. <laughs> we have so yeah. we have so many more months to wait here in Nashville. <laughs> it's, oh, I know. We Clint and I at the very minimum are doing uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Nashville, Tennessee, and Louisville, Kentucky, and none of those even happened until 2019. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. I've been waiting so long for this show. And then when it finally came, I was just like, just rattling my cage. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, we'll get into that a little bit. All right. Well, let's talk about rattling your cage. (laughs) (laughs) How would one rattle your cage? (laughs) Well, you know, I I guess there was something um, that I don't know. I was, I, I sort of had a little bit of a a downer afterwards i felt a little down after the show and not because it was a bad show or anything but i had been anticipating it for so long yeah and then it was over and i kind of like felt a little depressed (laughs) hey man i hear you i'm like when am i ever going to get to see them again now (laughs) well let me ask you this i mean are you is this the last one for you for this cycle or is there another one you're planning on trying to go to um yeah no i don't i'm not feeling like it's going to be possible to to get to another show on this north american i have a little glimpse of hope in my eye about uh it's my father's 70th birthday in august next year okay and and we're uh the party is in italy oh and and so i'm feeling like the european leg of the stadium tour hopefully that people are talking about that hasn't been announced yet might be happening at the same time oh man so so I'd love to go see a show in Europe because it's supposed to be quite a different experience with the audiences and stuff. So. Well, I, I can tell you from personal experience and, and, and you know, work, working for a, a bigger band that, that does well in Europe is that the audiences are definitely a lot different over there. They're, I would say, even more engaged, even way louder for sure. Um, yeah. It, it, it is very – I've never seen Metallica in Europe but I have seen a lot of other bands at big festivals over there, and the crowd is just like nothing you, you've ever seen you, in Europe and in like South America. It's very similar; they just go yeah. they just go crazy. But if you're already yeah, going, I like those. I was gonna say if you're already going to Italy, maybe uh, you and April could either go a little earlier, stay a little later. And the easy thing yeah. over there is that you can get you can Italy's everything's so close over there. It's like being in the U.S. as far as like distance. Like if you have a vacation in Dallas, well, I can take a quick flight up to Oklahoma City if I need to. If you're in Italy, you can take a quick hopper flight and like go see them, you know, in Germany or uh, Spain or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I have two brothers that live uh, over there uh, in in France, and I was hoping to to introduce them to the to the mighty Metallica show. So. I think it's I think it's it's it's, it's your brotherly <laughs> duty to make this happen, Alan. Absolutely. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can get it organized. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, let's uh, let's let's hop into the set list here. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, as this entire tour is, it has been unfolding over the last year and a half, two years, we have the usual ecstasy of gold. That's been happening for decades at this point, and it never gets yeah. old because it that ecstasy of gold to me, it all it does is just build excitement and anticipation. Absolutely. It was actually uh, my wife and I's entrance song at our wedding. No way. That's awesome. Yes. Ecstasy of Gold from, uh, it was from uh, uh, when they played with the symphony. Oh, s and Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's amazing. 
<laughs> what a great way to start a marriage off, folks. <laughs> That's right. You guys, you guys listening, they're thinking about getting married, man. You need to take some advice from the, the book of Alan. <laughs> um, so yeah, XC Gold, of course, it, it builds anticipation. We, we, like they've done the whole the whole tour, we get hardwired intro, the tape as they call it, into hardwired, yeah. into Atlas Rise. Even though you've seen this tour before in the stadium form, and it's the same two first songs, was that still exciting for you, even though you've seen the same thing? Oh yeah, I'm just singing along to Ecstasy and then the, the tape, but oh my goodness, like, and it was so loud when hardwired when they actually kicked in off the tape in that small arena and it i honestly couldn't for the first like 30 seconds i'm like where are they at in the song it was so loud it just blew my ears (laughs) and then then my ears adjusted and and then it was great but uh yeah hardwired awesome uh everyone just blew up into that and uh then atlas it's a lovely one-two punch right off the album there. it really is man I, I love that they're doing that, that that it's like you know it's like if they came out and did battery into puppets you know yeah um absolutely. and they've stuck with it for this the whole the whole tour and i mean why fix it if it's if it's if it's yeah unbroken, you can't you go know? wrong with it right mm, yeah exactly and then they've been doing this on on, on this uh, north american tour seek and destroy third yeah which was actually really good i'm like yeah they usually play it at the end right right yeah get everybody singing along and stuff but it was a good like get the crowd into it moment you know they do a lot of sing-along kind of uh chant and cheer and uh it really seemed to get the crowd into it they light up the crowd right oh yeah they, they put the lights on the crowd and everybody's really getting into it and singing along. It was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. because when me and Clint saw them last year together in Detroit, it was it, like most of those shows, it was at the very end. It's yeah. like when they talk about being back in the garage, they light up the crowd, and then, you know, like you said, all the sing-along parts. But yeah, we, me yeah. and Clint were very surprised when the North American Tour started that this was the third slot. But man, I back it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I know it worked out well, I think. Now, next, I'm a little <laughs> jealous, man. Yeah. You, you got Harvester of Sorrow. Yes, no, that was that was a really cool one, and uh, yeah, actually, they played that in Toronto too. Right, when, yeah. Uh, when I saw them in Toronto, but uh, yeah, I was uh, happy to see that uh, second time. I think they played it on this tour. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. When it seems like it seems like song four and five are a bit of a rotating slot for both of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So now let's let's talk about Harvester of Sorrow. I mean, sure. obviously, I mean they can kind of play most any song in their catalog, and the crowd's going to go crazy. Did it seem yeah. like when they started this to the was the crowd just like, oh my god? You know, I found it interesting. I'm just going to preface this whole thing that I started getting a cold on Thursday before, two days before the show. Yeah, and I I was on some cold medicine and a few beers when I was there. So some of this show was a little fuzzy for me <laughs> when I'm trying to think back about it. But um, I did actually feel the crowd, it was very divided. Like when, like with this old song, it was like, it seemed like the overall noise kind of like faded, right? It wasn't that yeah. everybody singing along. It was like, you could tell the trues and the diehards in there kind of thing, like singing and there was a, a young guy in his 20s beside me that sang along to every song and yeah it was uh but uh yeah that one was it was divided i would say okay it sounds like maybe yeah. the the beer and the in the cold medicine might have been a little divided too 
<laughs> yes, they should have been, but they were mixed. I mean, did the did the boys sound good on this song? Or did they play it well? Yeah, I thought I thought it sounded great. Absolutely awesome. It was it was tight. They were they were really tight the whole show. Uh, and it was a little like I could tell Lars was getting tired near the end, spit out the bone <laughs> and stuff. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that. Yeah. So moving on, <laughs> this is another uh, what's been a rotating slot. We've seen the Un- Unforgiven three, which I really yeah. hope they play that when they come to Nashville or or any of the shows I go see. But you got yeah. the Un- the Unforgiven, a, a Metallica classic. Um, but it's yeah. still great to see. Oh, absolutely! I love that song. Slows things down a bit. Everybody loves it. They've seen the video, you know. And I feel like it was kind of a a bit of a hits driven set list for us. A little bit, uh, yeah. In Saskatoon, they haven't been around here since two thousand and four. So maybe that, know, maybe that's why. Of, yeah, I, I mean, feel like maybe. It, it, I mean, if they haven't played Saskatoon in fourteen years, you would think like yeah. you know they're not going to jump in there like, all right, uh, here's Eye of the <laughs> Beholder, um, here's here's <laughs> yeah. you know Struggle Within, you know, but still, <laughs> you know, broken, beaten, scarred. Yes, totally. Well, I know they've been re- I know they've been rehearsing that in the tuning room. So I think they yeah, played. A, I, I think they played a, for something like that. I think they didn't they play that once already in this tour. Um, I think it was the I, first. Oh no, I'm thinking of Cyanide. My bad. Yeah, it was Cyanide second yeah, show. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> Unforgiven. Now we move on to Now That We're Dead. Yes. So here's the here's the what is now the new age old question on Middle Up Your Podcast. What yes. do you think of the the drum group jam in the middle? Okay. So um, I know you got I'll some notes you. on this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now that we're dead is actually one of my favorite songs off of Hardwired. Yeah, and it's sort of a little love song for my wife. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it bugged me the first time I saw it that it kind of like interrupted the flow of the song a little bit. Right. But um, but but it's it's fun to watch the guys do something different and they're having fun and they're doing crowd work. Uh, I felt like, you know, this time it was felt tighter to me. Like it felt like, you know, James did his little thing. It didn't seem like they were repeating as much, you know, okay. it, it mixed itself up a little bit. Um, I could have done without it. I could have gone either way. But actually, when I when we got back to the hotel and we did a little breakdown with everybody, the new people really enjoyed it. A lot okay. of the a lot of the people who came with who hadn't seen them before and stuff were like, "Oh, that drum thing was super cool and stuff." So okay, interesting. So maybe if yeah. you, if you're going it with, going into it with fresh eyes and ears, it might be a cool thing for you. See, exactly. Like, when when this tour started, and we hadn't seen a show yet. Like I saw before Clint saw the tour, I saw it in Philadelphia. And I remember seeing the drum thing. I remember hearing about it, seeing some videos on YouTube, and I was like, eh, "I'm not really sure." So, but we ha- we we did even talk to another listener about another show uh, named Aaron, who also said, "You know, the drum thing was better this time." So I'm yeah, I'm hoping maybe when we see them uh, next year that maybe I'll maybe my mind will be changed because I wasn't a big fan <laughs> of it when I first saw it the t- uh, first two times. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely a, a divisive point on, on the tour. But. Well, it's I mean, it's clear that it's not going anywhere on this tour. They're going to do it. No. They're going to do it until the tour cycle's done and they take a long break yeah. and hopefully give us another great record. But uh, <laughs> look, we're stuck with it, like it or not. I'm hoping, like I said, that I, I'm into it more next time. I wasn't into it last time, but I'm going to go into it. You know, I'm going to clear my mind. I'm gonna take some cold cold medicine and drink a few beers yes. and see how it goes. 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. So moving on. I mean, you can't really mess with this next song, "Creeping Death." Oh, my! One of my favorite songs live. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's Clint's yeah. favorite song. It's up there for me. I mean, the second they go in, you know, did Hetfield do the "Creeping Death" like he normally does? I honestly, I can't, I can't recall how how it started. I was just like, there's, I the, just heard there's it the cold medicine like, talking. There's the cold medicine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I just love when you know the chant and the, just those lyrics are just crazy to me. And I, yeah. I just every time it's like, yeah. So that was that was really nice. I enjoyed that. Man, I, I'm just I'm getting talking through these songs with you and just thinking about when I saw Creeping Death. In Philadelphia, I literally just got chills on my arm, and I cannot wait for January <laughs> to roll around <laughs> so I can see this song again live. To me, this yeah. show—I know it's not at every single show they're playing. They're playing the song, but it to me, it's like to me, it's getting up there with Master of Puppets, where like it just should be in every set. Yeah, almost. I know what you're saying. Uh, when we saw them uh, in Toronto, there at the club, they opened with Bread Fan, and oh, then into, yes. creep, into Creeping Death. Gosh. That's oh, so good. It was so amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Amazing. And just dude. that small group of people, but it was so loud. Die, die. Yeah, of course. Gosh, I, yeah. you know, I, I've talked about it on the show before, and I, I still, I, I kind of kick myself, even though I had no choice. But, uh, you know, the live from Grimy's vinyl that here in Nashville they did before Bonnaroo Festival? Have you heard of that? No, one? actually. No. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so uh, hmm. quick Cliff's Notes version here. Uh, okay. Uh, basically, bon- you, know, you know the festival Bonnaroo that takes place outside of yes. Nashville. So Metallica yep. was uh, was playing it. I believe it was God. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong. It's off the top of my head. I want to say it was uh, whatever it was. Let's that's yeah. beside, beside the point. Uh, so they were they were sl- uh, slated to play Bonnaroo the night or two before they played for the first time in years, maybe decades. They played a little tiny club here in Nashville called the Basement. That this guy oh, named Grimy owns, who owns a record store called Grimy's that's upstairs from the basement. Right. This place holds about 180 people. Oh my God. And so I got a call the day of the show. I heard rumors about it. My buddy Mark called me, who's a promoter in town, and said, Hey, I've got two. It was only fan club, it was fan club only. He somehow yeah. got two spots on the list and he called me to go. And I was one day away from coming home from tour. Oh. And I. I- uh, I couldn't go, and it was, and it, it was, uh, this was Death Magnetic era, but, um, but they only played stuff. I don't even think they played anything off the Black album. I, I got a, a, yeah, I got to double check my vinyl. But, anyways, they released a ten inch vinyl of that show. They recorded it. Oh, amazing! So now I, I'll have to check that so out. I almost had the opportunity to see that show, and God, I, that there was no better time to, to sit there and think. Man, I wish I wasn't in this band right now. <laughs> I would be home in Nashville going to see the show, but um yeah, you have to check that out for sure. It's a really it's a really yeah. f- really fun live performance. Um and if you ever in Nashville and, Yeah, live at Grimy's. Um Well, let's get back to the set list here. So, we we got yeah. Creeping Death. We got that we got the Ride the Lightning one two punch right into Froom the Bell Tolls, another classic. Yes. How did it feel? How, how was this um, one? crab walk time for sure (laughs) yes uh yeah it was great i um you know i i would say like it was just pretty they did you know kirk and uh and rob did their little run at each other and chased each other around the stage yeah playing tag 
Yeah, and uh, it sounded great. Uh, but if we move on to uh, Sanitarium, which was next, let's because that, they, they haven't pulled this one a out a ton for me. Yeah, that I, was uh, a big highlight. Yeah, I didn't get to see this one, but uh, they haven't pulled this one out a ton on this tour, and uh, this is another one that I kind of hope they do. Yeah, second time on this leg that they did this one. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was just great. Sounded great. I got comments from other people who I went with afterwards. They were like, "Oh, Sanitarium," and they had like the cubes there yep. that dropped down, and uh, it looked like there was like people trapped behind oh, like white fabric and stuff. You know, like kind of ghostly, trying to push out of all the cubes and stuff. Oh, that's um, so cool. Just, yeah. My friend uh, Jill, who came up, it was her first time. She's uh, she's like, I wanted to be in one of those cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell Jill those were actual people in the cubes? <laughs> uh, no, I told her, yeah, well, you should have let me know, and I could have gotten you in there. It's fan club members only. Yeah, there's only, there's actual <laughs> fan club members in the cubes. Those, no, are, those aren't LED it. screens. There's actual people no. in there. Man, that's cool. Um, so let's uh, let's let's let's. Do you have any other any other thoughts on Sanitarium? No, it was just great, and uh, yeah, the cubes were were awesome, and it was uh, just a nice highlight of the show. For Good, me. yeah, I, man, I that's one of my favorite Metallica songs. So I, I hope we get that Absolutely. one as well. Uh, so then we get the old uh, the old Doodle, which is you know bit, kind of been up <laughs> up for debate in the recent years if these are cool or not. Some nights they seem okay, sometimes not. Yeah, how is this for you? Um. It was, they did a little rush um, kind of thing, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Um, it was all right. I, you know, yeah, I, I'm on the forums all the time. And, you know, I've been following the tour and people have been talking about the doodles and all the, and it, it's hard, you know, they were saying, oh, we're going to pick people, uh, you know, they're picking stuff from the city and stuff that they visit. And yeah, a little, tri- little tribute the, to the, yeah, yeah, somebody who's from there and stuff. Prince and all that stuff. It's like Saskatoon doesn't really have anybody that jumps out. You know, there's definitely some bands, but nothing, you know, that everybody's going to know. And that, so they did rush and, and right. it was okay. And yeah, it, I could do without the doodle, honestly. I know it's sort of a time for James to rest his voice and sure. go take a piss and whatever. Of course, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely break time for James and Lars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I suppose if you're in Canada, I mean, what better band to choose than Rush? I mean, of course, everyone up there loves like Tragically Hip and stuff like that. But yeah. hey, it's better than 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 Kirk and Rob doing Skater Boy. <laughs> that is true. That would be that weird, or maybe that would be awesome. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Sometimes the ones I think are going to be awesome. Right. Oh, they did Prince. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like that. Was... The, yeah, the Prince one didn't come off so well, and unfortunately, they got no. a, lot, a lot of flack for that. But you know what? Whatever. That, that's not going anywhere. You like it or not? Old, yeah. old, old Jimmy James Jam Hetfield and Lars need a little break right there. So let's just let them oh, have yeah. their break. And they're um, working hard. So then we move on to hit the lights. A little old school slot here. Yes. Yeah. Love hit the lights. A little kill them all. Always fun to hear that's... to hear hear the old school jams. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've actually gotten this song quite a few times on my little tours here. But uh yeah, I've I've seen it three or four times now live and uh it's it's always a fun song, a thrasher just really pumps everybody up and uh 
you know, they obviously do the, the lighting cues and everything. Yep. And it's, yeah, totally, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Hit the lights is always a fun one. A fun one to see live. Yes. Um, yeah. here's the next track. Memory remains, man. I, this is one mm-hmm. of my favorite Metallica songs from the load reload era. And, yeah. uh, another one I really hope I get to see live one day. How was it? Yeah, it, it is a great one live. Like I, you know, it's another sing along and, uh, it's, it's lots of fun. It's nice to get some load reload love in there. Cause I, uh, of course. I do like those albums as well. And, uh, and yeah, like I, I noticed at the stadium, it was a great sing along in Edmonton last year. Yeah. But it did fade out. Uh, people kind of got tired and it just didn't quite go. Whereas this time it was going loud and proud the whole, the whole time. And actually James ended up walking up to the mic and like kind of cutting it off to go to the next song. Cause <laughs> everyone right. was still had just singing along. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I mean, the crowd was really into it. And, that's such uh, a great, yeah, it was amazing. it's such a great ending to a song, a good sing along, you know, the, da the Marianne Faithful yeah. part, man, that's awesome. And here's yeah. something that I hope I get to see because I want to see the damn drones moth into flame. Oh, they're gonna have it. It's like the drum thing. There's no way they're gonna not. They ha- they've done it every show, right? right. They, I mean, those yeah. dr- those, dro- spent, those, those drones aren't cheap. <laughs> I was just gonna say they didn't, they spent a lot of money on those drones. You're not gonna miss it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Ever since they introduced the drone thing, I mean, Clint and I both were like, "What in the hell is this? This is amazing." Um, yeah. so yeah, dude, I, uh, I hope, yeah, I, I can't wait for this one. I, uh, I, I'd seen videos of course and stuff of the drones and really seeing it live is, is it makes a big difference. Like yeah, it, they look so floaty and, and they have little lights on them that they shut off and on to make them like flicker more like a, you know, a moth almost dying out and stuff. Yeah, and they, they, you know, it's all programmed and ins and outs and and yeah it's a really cool cool bit of light show there um yeah it was funny actually i was talking to a couple of the guys um and they they were like i think they're on strings or something (laughs) no no i watched a video on uh, metallica.com definitely not on strings but i i actually heard that from two different people really that yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, what was this?" I'm like, "No, they're drones." And, You're like, "Hey, yeah, listen, so. it's 2018. They're, they're not marionettes. There's no strings involved. <laughs> Technology has advanced far enough where we can have 500 drones on stage at the same time." Which is just crazy, really, right? It really, but, and, and, it really is crazy, man. It's like, yeah. I mean, I talk. My, I have a friend that works in the Metallica camp, and we and I was texting with him about the drone thing, and he was just like, "Dude, it's really impressive that like." these many drones are in communication with each other. I don't know if it's through Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or how they do it, but um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I've, I've seen people incorporating drones in shows where it's mostly for like camera angles and stuff, but I've never yeah, seen like absolutely. a synchronized drone dance happening, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it'll be a, a nice little highlight. Definitely. When you get to see your well, shows and you're going to get to see it three or four times, probably. Yeah. So yeah, you can, uh, exactly. I start can, to critique. I can make a top a top four four or five list of the best drone nights. That's right. Man, the drones were real off the other night, man. I just felt like they, when they were swar- swarm swarming around Lars, it was just they didn't have the passion they did in Louisville. That's right. <laughs> so, man, weak, weak, Mark. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on, the, the rest of the set is kind of what we've seen on 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 this run, but it yeah. e- either way, it's awesome. Uh, we got Sabatru. Yeah. I mean, a classic you know 
you want heavy metallica Absolutely. gives you heavy yeah i knew that was coming because i saw the uh camouflage uh guitar come out <laughs> so i'm like oh sabbath true time oh i mean the, ca- the camo snake bite i mean is so it's so yeah. cool man i love that guitar i would if i had the money i would buy one for sure <laughs> yeah it's beautiful um, i always said if i uh got a meet and greet i would uh buy myself a snake bite to get signed. <laughs> there you go, it's, man. I've never gotten that lucky before. In my life. <laughs> Wait, well, hey, one day, man. One day. You maybe. might be in, you might be in France, man. Might have a couple beers, a little <laughs> bit of cold medicine and, and feel lucky. And, and go, also, go, and I'll be talking with Lars and James. Totally. Go buy a snake bite <laughs> on the Euro dollar, which will cost you so much more money. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be worth it. Alan. Um, so of course we go into one. They're, they're never not yeah. going to play one. Of course. Yes, which was, it, it was great. You know, like I'm used to the laser show and, and all that stuff. And it's a little more pared down in the in the arena. But yeah. still just to hear that intro tape, it's like, oh yeah, here it comes. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, you yeah. love that song. Everyone loves that song. Yeah. Who no, doesn't love that song? <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't who does love that? one? Alan, listen, Alan, who doesn't love one? It's got Everybody. ballads. It's got beautiful James vocals, clean cook solos, and it's got thrash. Everyone loves one. Double bass, double bass. So, machine gun bass drums. Who doesn't love those? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hearing me with, with Joyce. <laughs> oh, I love the Joyces. Nice. The, jo- <laughs> the Joyces will be back again soon. We've had a few people that don't care for the Joyces, but it's okay. They're, they'll be around for, you know, characters coming. Hey, man. They come and go. Characters, yeah. They come and go, and it's like, no one's going to love everything, man. You just, you guys are doing an awesome job. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing, and don't worry about the haters. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I don't I don't really consider them haters. People, you know, people have their preferences. They're, they're like, yeah. they like certain toppings on the pizza, and sometimes they don't, and that's fine, you know, but. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I think me and Clint have talked about this uh, outside of the recording the podcast, but. At one point, we had some legitimate haters that were just like, fuck you, you guys suck, you're not real fans, and those kind of people. Yeah. I think we kind of weeded them out. We haven't heard from people like that in quite a while, so. Oh, yeah. That's not an encouragement to send me an email like that, by the way. (laughs) I think you've created, you know, I think you people have figured out, people who have been with you guys now for, you know, two years or finding you now and moving along, it's... uh, you know, I think there's a great, great group of people who are listening to the show and participating, and yeah, man, really appreciate the show. It's great, and I think some things are here to stay. <laughs> Absolutely, Jordan. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get we got one, um, and then of course, I yeah. mean, they're easily most popular song next to Inner Sandman. We have Master of Puppets to close out the main set. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, puppets as always amazing it just uh really gets everything going uh you know one thing i didn't totally touch on other than on uh, sanitarium is the whole cube setup thing it was really cool like it was we were back in the seats you know like the last couple of times i've seen them snake pit or at the club and stuff yeah it was really close up right so you'd like oh i'm gonna look at kirk for a while i'm gonna look at james or you know i'm gonna kind of follow bits and pieces and follow the guys right whereas right. this was more of a standing back and seeing the whole stage show and the whole production and everything you know and right, the cubes man. moving around and i had a lot of thinking because my friends were in different places in the stadium i'm like 
oh, I wonder what they're seeing on their side. And, you know, are they getting enough of, you know, James or, you know, when Kirk's doing a solo, are they seeing that on their side? Because it's in the round, it was like, it was a really neat, neat experience, a really cool uh, overall, you know, just all the stuff they had on the cubes and everything. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, like actually, if we jump ahead uh, after the encore here into the encore, I should let's do say, it. Let's jump right in. Spit out the bone. Yeah. So this is your first, um, this is your first time seeing it live. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I like the song. It's not like uh, it wasn't the number one. You know, off of the album for me. I sure. really like the first half of the album, like most people, and it is a nice uh, kind of finish up to the album. But I wasn't like dying. I honestly wouldn't have minded getting blackened yeah, <laughs> in oh, this sure. slot. Um, but uh, I was happy to see Spit and everything because um, it's probably the only time I'll get to see it live. So sure, sure. Um, and it was cool. They like on the cubes for that. They they had them customized. Uh, so they did like uh, you know Canadian flag stuff, and then they actually did like our provincial flag and everything. So they had like customized it for. For each, you know, place on the tour and stuff, that was right. kind of neat. And well, most touring bands know that if you if you want to get a good crowd reaction from a Canadian crowd, you show the flag or a, or like yeah. any sort of maple leaf uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or something hockey related, and you're in business. You're going to sell a lot yes. of merch that night. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, they did. I feel like they needed to do that because I again I felt the crowd a little fade a little bit. It was like same with Harvester. It was like Oh, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, I kind of know this song, but uh, yeah. just even though it was like a total thrasher and, you know, we were having a good time and and fun, I could just feel the energy drop a teeny bit sure. in, the, in the arena. But uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was a good song. That's good awesome, man. I'm excited to see it live because that, that is one of my favorites off of Hardwired. Um, yeah. Man, this ne- this next uh, the, everyone knows that, that you know pretty much the encore at this mm-hmm. point is spit out the bone, nothing else matters, and Sandman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this was really cool. I saw. I haven't seen video of this yet, but I saw that they dedicated nothing else matters to the Humboldt Broncos. Which, if you if you yes. don't know, this is the hockey team that the majority of them died in a in a bus accident. Yes, it was a very horrible. <laughs> horrible tragedy that happened a little while ago around here yeah yeah. got got bumper stickers and uh it's just yeah so give give people an idea real quick uh where 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 is this team based in relation to saskatoon um so yeah geography question for alan which is (laughs) terrible but anyways um where's humboldt (laughs) humboldt uh yeah I, i hard to without a map but it's they're all very you know saskatchewan is is big geographically but we're we're all one big you know family one big community and when something like that happens our population isn't that big so it really hits home people travel you know uh for hockey all the time you know my wife's brother plays hockey everybody plays hockey here oh yeah not me because i'm a frenchman and i never learned to skate but uh (laughs) But uh, yeah, so when something like that happens around here, it's uh, it's pretty pretty difficult. Well, and so it was nice to hear James uh, touch on that for for those people. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, and you know, it's one of those things. 
because it, it was not only you know just Canadian news. It was this was this was world news when this happened. You know, what I mean, oh yeah, you heard about it as well. Down oh there. yeah, I mean, dude, they, I mean, all over the NHL. I mean, there, there was tributes mm-hmm. happening. I mean, it was everyone knew about. I mean, when it happened, I heard about it like that day. You know. Oh really? Oh yeah, I know it was a yeah, big. It was I a, didn't realize. Oh yeah, it was a big deal down here as well. Um, hey, we're a hockey town now too, so we got the Predators. That's true. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, but no, that's really cool that, uh, that 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 James would you know go out of his way just to dedicate the song to them and um, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool, man. So, did that make the performance "Nothing Else Matters" a little more meaningful or a little more emotional to you? Um, for me, that song is always that's my wife and I's song. So that's always we just snuggle up during that song and sing together and <laughs> hug it out. So it's always an emotional song for me. Uh, even though I know people complain and it's like, Oh, do we really need this on the set list or whatever anymore? But you know, it's the same with, uh, if we jump into Sam and, you know, I, for the longest time, like a lot of people who were kind of on before the black album and Sam and got overplayed so hard. And it was the one that, you know, I was, you know, a banger at my school. And then all of a sudden the jocks started liking, yeah. Metallica and it's like it was kind of the entry song for all the not trues as far as we were <laughs> concerned right sure and it was so but live it is it's an awesome closer it you is, know man. they do the fireworks it is it, it's a great song it just got overdone and so you know I don't skip it when it plays but uh, uh yeah live it's it's amazing and and it just is always a great great song live yeah i think honestly if i if i went to a metallica show and they didn't play it i would be bummed it'd be weird it'd be weird yeah for sure like like it's easy to say like oh of course they're gonna play sandman it's their most popular song blah 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 but if all of a sudden they didn't play it you'd be like wait a second they didn't play sandman yeah well me and clint would like to see them open with it yeah, yeah, you guys were talking about that the other day. That'd yeah. be interesting. So what would they close with then if they're going to open with Sandman? Uh, I'm going to say Sweet Amber. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Something off of Lulu, probably. Uh, oh, yes, definitely. I mean, I think, you could, I think you could close with Master of Puppets. Yeah, you probably could. I mean, yeah, that's like uh, that's probably true. their, you know, second most played. Or no, Master of Puppets is their most played song live. Um, yeah. I think you could close with Puppets. Um God, maybe maybe sad but true. I don't know. Damn, yeah. you, you get my brain turning now. <laughs> yes, you can no, close, you I can mean, close it. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. Yes, yes, you're right. Absolutely. But yeah, I I think sometimes you know we us people who are lucky enough to see them a bunch of times forget that you know they're putting on a show like for. This it was, I think, capacity for the building. Most people ever, sixteen thousand people, okay, in there. And you know, I James didn't do his usual thing where he like asked like who's seen us before and stuff. Right. I don't think, unless maybe I missed it on the cough syrup there. But um, yeah, he. Uh, I feel like people want to see these songs. You know, it's like you have to have nothing else matters. You have to have understand that, right? Like. It's just because there's, there's so many people that it's their first show, and they'd be disappointed if they walked away. Right, of course. From well, their first show. Well, not only that, but, I mean, like you said, it's been, uh, what, uh, 14 years since they've been to Saskatoon? 
So yeah. you've got you. I think the set list has a good blend. It, it's it's you know a lot of hits, but there's some there's some good deep cuts in there. You know. Oh yeah. You know you got Harvester, hit the lights. Um, but it it is it is a, a bit hit heavy. But when you haven't been to a city in that long, it's like well, that's what you kind of have to do, I guess. Um, but man, either way, I think it's a solid set list. I think even you know it's been a while since you've seen them since the stadium tour. It's yeah. still a very exciting set list, and I would be totally soaked if I saw this set list. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, cool, could be man. Soaked anytime, man. Of course, man. They could come anytime in, you can see Metallica. They could come out and play Master of Puppets thirteen times, and I'd be like, "Sweet, <laughs> that was awesome, awesome." Um, yeah. Well, dude, Alan, I can't thank you enough for uh, being a part of uh, of the Metal Tales from the Road series. Um, taking time out of your your busy schedule of drink of drinking cold medicine and beer to talk to us. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for having me on. It was. It was really fun. I was a little nervous, but uh, you made it easy. So. Oh man, I Thanks. think yeah, it, it 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 feels a little nerve wracking to do something like this, but we're just having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Uh, everyone, Alan, let's give Alan a hand. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, real quick, before we end here, would you like to see a uh, call out for Paul? See if he's in the building. Sure. Paul. 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 Man, hey, Paul, are you, are you here, Paul? Paul's still not here, man. It's so weird. Damn it. We'll find him. We'll find him. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you so much. And uh, to all you guys listening, go leave us a review on iTunes if you want to or don't. It's whatever. Just do your thing. You can always email us at mailpodcastshow at gmail.com. Go check out the Patreon thing, social media. You know all the things. We're on all those things. Just search for us and you'll find us. So uh, that's about it. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Bye, Alan. Bye. Adios. Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that Ethan and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out, patreon.com slash Podcast. How do you spell that, Clint? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. And if you really think about it, $5 a month for an entire year, that's really just like a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Adios.